Hello, welcome back to another episode of the 1820 podcast. Today we're going to be talking about our final trip back home from Vietnam. So stay tuned and enjoy. Woohoo! Welcome back to the 1820 Podcast. Today, um, I'm recording on a Friday. Um, I decided to try this new thing where we're not going to do any scripts because I'm just tired of it. And we're just going to talk about uh, when I came back um, on the day that I left from Vietnam to head back home on June 6th. So let's go ahead and start off. So when we originally booked this flight, um, the first trip part of it, we actually didn't go in premium economy. But now this time we get to go on premium economy. So that means we'll get to enjoy ANA's full benefits besides the bigger seat, which means we'll get access to the lounge. But we had a little issue here and there. So mm-hmm. let's let's talk about it. So our flight starts at 9 p.m. Or no, it flies out at like 9 p.m. on um, uh, what's it called in Saigon. So we head up to the airport. We went checked and everything. Of course, we cried because we were saying goodbye to our family members since we have spent time with them and make memories for a year. You know, everybody was crying and I gave them a hug and everything. So that that was a crazy mess for sure. Afterwards, we went to we entered in the airport. We were carrying boxes. Um, we went up to the line to check in and everything. And all of a sudden, when they asked us, okay, we need to put all of our personal carry on items on, uh, to weigh each. I was like, okay, uh, we think it, oh, they're just going to weigh only the suitcase and not like our personal backpacks. No, it turns out they weigh everything. So, um, we were about four kilograms overweight because we were supposed to have a 10, 20 kilogram limit. And so, uh, we had to pay. $200 to check in two of our suitcases, our personal suitcases, uh, because uh, they were overweight. So at that point, I was about to have tears or whatever, but all of a sudden, once I heard the $200 price or whatever, my tears just dried up. And we were less than two hours away from uh, boarding. So uh, we had to go get it packed up, checked everything. Uh, we paid like some people at the airport to do it. And then they did it. We checked in, we paid, and then we grabbed our tickets. Uh, we originally were planning to go to the Lay Sokanese Lounge, the business lounge for international terminals, because uh, we had a ticket since we're flying premium economy. But no, we can't do that because um, the flight was delayed and I know that international departures depart at this time as well as arrivals at this time. So the security line is always backed up in Vietnam. So, um, you know, we're just rushing through security. And when we went up there, the line was long. Luckily, we got through like about 10 minutes and we finally went to the gate and just sat down. We were going to go to the lounge, but it's on the third floor and it was not really worth it to do it. So we decided just stay down and just wait at the gate. And then we did. Afterwards, we went through, uh, what's it called? We went, we gave the boarding passes. They were boarding us. We were group three. We went to board it. And all of a sudden, they told me to step aside. You know why? Because they had told me that I have to put in the check luggage ticket onto the confirmed ticket um, from Tokyo to, what's it called? Uh, Chicago. 
so that way they could take it when I reach Haneda, so that way they could check in my luggage bag and all that. And so that was an entire mess. So I lost like about three minutes when everybody, when the economy started boarding, and I was like one of the last people to board. And I was like, bruh, why the hell y'all putting me aside? So now we know that next time we be packed up, we will not go overboard ever again. That's for sure. Afterwards, we went on the fly. We boarded. It was very nice. Uh, we sat in the premium economy seat. And the first thing I noticed about ANA's premium economy seat is it is a really old design. It, I mean, I understand it was brand new when it was introduced with the 787 refresh, but it's a really old design. Like, I felt a lot of plastic compared to Cathay Pacific's premium economy. I think theirs is much nicer because they use the same seats as United. So over here, it was just like no bueno. But I did enjoy seating. Uh, I like the fact that it has a leg rest and whatever. They also gave us like a choosing option like of amenity kits, like what we want. So that way they saved the environment, all that. I took everything. And then they also gave us some sleepers, which, by the way, they feel like paper slippers for sure. But um, it was fine. I wore it and it was comfortable enough for me to go sleep in. So that was good. We took off and then we took up that nighttime. Breakfast was really good. Lunch, dinner, everything. The food up there was amazing, like from any Japanese airline. So it was amazing. Afterwards, we landed. We landed around 6 a.m. in the morning, which then um, it was a nice ending. But we came in during a foggy time. So the mornings was just coming out of the fog and the sun and all that. So it was really foggy for me to capture any pictures or whatever. Let's see. Ooh, not the Instagram. But, um, yeah, so once we landed, then we had a four-hour layover in Tokyo Haneda. We went through security check again and everything. So um, then I looked on our boarding pass to see if we had access to United or the ANA lounge. Because from what I heard, that you can only get it if it's an ANA-operated flight, like the flight number was NH. But turns out, no, as long as that's ANA is operating it, even if you're under a code share flight, you'll still get lounge access in ANA, which I found out because I looked on my boarding pass and it says ANA lounge. So I was like, oh my God, we got access to the ANA suite lounge. So I went up there with my mother and at first I was planning to take a shower. Then I look at the reservation and it says three hour wait. I was like, hell no, we're not going to take a shower. So I decided to change clothes there where I'm at it because I knew we were going to be on a long flight. Afterwards, um, it was really nice. I got some food up there, had some rice. The Wi-Fi and the online ordering sucked because I couldn't get in. But other than that, it was nice. I saw a SAS plane and I saw a Japan Airlines A350. So that that was amazing. I wish I could see the ANA A380, but I know that's exclusive to um, the Narita Airport, not the Haneda Airport. So, yeah. Afterwards, we went back to our gate. I bought, like, some kind of expensive ass water that was three twenty nine, dollars And then uh, we boarded, we boarded. Now, for some reason, it's so weird because I looked at my boarding pass, me and my mother. For some reason, during, okay, so the first trip from Vietnam to Tokyo, my boarding pass says group three. My mother's boarding pass says group five. And then all of a sudden, when we get to Tokyo Haneda, my mother's boarding pass was group three and mine was group five. So there was a lot of confusion, but we decided to board anyway because as long as we're in the same seat, it don't really matter. So we just went up there, we boarded, we used our digital mobile passes, which, by the way, ever since that whole ANA hack debacle where people got first-class tickets for only, like, $1,000, uh, yeah, so they have decided to disable online check-in from Vietnam, as well as you cannot use mobile boarding passes there because their system don't work like that, so... 
that was sad. And like he at the airport in Vietnam, he ripped off like half my tickets. I was like, oh, I wish I could save it as a memory, or at least I could have kept like the bigger ones instead of the small one. But no, so. Yeah, that that was fun. But afterwards, we used our mobile boarding passes in Tokyo, and so boarded. And then what I noticed is the triple seven three hundred ER. So there are two versions. There's one triple seven three hundred ER that has the newer seats, which are equipped on the A three eighties with the brand new uh, infotainment system that you can control on the phone. The other one is the old one, which is still on the 787, except it has the worst screen quality. We're, we're, it's so bad. You can't even see shit from it. You turn off brightness, we don't have it. Unfortunately, we got that one. It still was the same seat as the 787, but the infotainment system, oh, it was so bad. And it had that landing wheel camera, which you can't see shit. It looked like it was from 120p. But it was nice to know that you could see it a little bit. And then we got in the sea. We got settled in again, amenity kits and everything. We put our suitcases. We actually learned that as long as um, the seatbelt sign is off, you could actually just get up and open overhead bins. So we decided to put everything in the overhead bins since we were in the last row and behind us there was nothing. So we could actually lay down and no seats behind us and whatever. So we just put everything up top and then in the middle fire. So I just sometimes I would just take it down, take all my stuff out, put it back and all that. And it was really nice, you know. I also figured out how to pop the cap under uh, the um, little armrest thing. And so I pushed the button and lift all the armrests up and it freed up so much. Now, one thing I will say, the fact that I love on the Triple 7 instead of the 787 is the 787 has electrochromatic uh, windows. You have to push the button in order to dim it. On the Triple 7 and all the other planes, all you have to do is just close it. Just close it, close the shade, you're good. You, you don't have to worry about none of that. So um, that that was nice. I don't have to mess and fumble around with electronics. After that, we started our food service. We climbed up to, I think, around 35,000 feet. And we just hang out there. And we flown directly from Japan all the way to Alaska. Alaska, then it had straight down cross through, crossing through Canada and then heading into Chicago. Now, what we were worried the most about was going through customs because we were bringing in fish and food. We didn't bring any meat, but we did bring fish and whatever. Now, everything's sealed and cooked in case if they do inspect it, then there is product packaging label. But still, we were so worried. And uh, I was thinking, oh, I was a U.S. citizen and now they started supporting the whole um, U.S. Um, green card thing. He said, oh, well, you could use the APC app, the automatic passport control app. To just go through it and you don't have to worry about it. But no, it turns out because we have food and I'm under 18, we actually have to go through advanced security. So, yeah. But we got through TSA and the flight attendants were really nice and everything. We got through uh, TSA. Uh, they check in our passports and whatever. I had to translate um, some stuff for a woman because she was in a wheelchair. She was visiting her daughter, but I guess uh, she didn't know English. So I transfer, uh, translated for her. Then they gave us a little sheet and then we just went through security and then they checked our boxes. We put it onto like a little lighter scanning machine. Everything's done and then we just pushed the cart. Of course, now we all know that when we enter the U.S., you're going to have to recheck your luggage no matter what because it's an international flight from all carriers. So if you're entering from outside the U.S., you're going to have to recheck your bags and everything. But luckily, the United staff, they were so nice and we were so tired. We just pushed the car and they just told us to leave it there. And we thought we were going to be late because it said that we had only a two hour connection. I was like, oh, no, it's 8 a.m. in the morning or whatever. Luckily, our international flight was the first one to arrive at the morning time. So um, we went through right by real fast and 
It was amazing. And, you know, uh, I was so proud of the Uniteds, just making sure that we checked our bags and we just head straight on. Then afterwards, we went on the train, the, the SkyTrain Express, the crazy ass shit. And that was my first time being in a train that moves real fast. Like, I've been in trains before, but they don't usually move that fast. So I was carrying, like, a suitcase thing, like, another suitcase. And so it was about to roll off. I was so tired. I was just holding onto the wheel because my legs were tired and I'm just tired already. And so I then it almost rolled over so that I hold it. Then we got off and then we got back to, I think it was the C concourse. No, it was the F concourse. And, uh, yeah, we waited for our fight. We boarded, went up, and then just head back home, finally. So, um, I will say, I almost lost my wallet when I was uh, getting my uh, luggage and everything and uh, putting it into the Uber because I was running so fast, I almost dropped my wallet and lost it. But luckily, the Uber driver found it, and I was so happy. I, I was thankful for him. And, um, yeah, we, we got home. And um, to this day, I still miss my family members. And uh, the amazing memories that I made there. Because it was just crazy, you know. Last year when I went to Vietnam, I was only there for only two weeks. And we couldn't do much. But this year, I was there for a month. And I was able to host my birthday party and everything. And I was just so grateful. You know what I mean? I'm so grateful that I'm able to just travel back and see my family members and all that. And yeah, that that was the entirety of my trip. So that's the end. Um, yeah, that's about it. All right. I hope you enjoy this uh, episode of the 1820 podcast. I know we're finally done rambling. Next week, we're going to start talking about current events. I start university next week, so that should be fun. I hope you guys have an amazing day. Love you and see ya. Mwah. Bye. One last thing I forgot to mention, on Japanese airline flights, on most of the newer planes, in the bathrooms, if you don't ever notice it, there will be a bidet for them to wash your butt. So uh, if you ever fly a Japanese airline, look out for that. Because on my plane, it had it and it was amazing. Okay, bye!